I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey there, are you ready to elevate your personal brand or company? Meet Viral Growth, your one-stop shop for video content and audience building. Imagine growing your brand organically on social media without the hassle of editing videos for hours. With Viral Growth, it's a breeze. They handle the brainstorming, scripting, and editing while you simply just hit record. And don't worry about your niche. They cater to everyone, from business and marketing to health and wellness. Are you ready to make waves in the social media realm? Visit viralgrowth.io and use code ADWEEK, that's A-D-W-E-E-K, all lowercase, and get 10% off your plan. And what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another great episode. Hope you all are having a great start to your week. It's been so rainy here in New York. Anyway, I am so happy to welcome one of my favorite people. She is an icon. She is the moment. Goddess Rivera, who is the chief content officer at Essence Ventures, and just an all-around just amazing person. And she just really breaks down everything of what all is going on at Essence. And she just inspires us all. This is just an incredible episode. Like, I'm still blown away. So if you like magazines, if you like TV, if you like film, if you just want to hang out, this is the episode for you. So grab a seat, grab a snack, and let's get into today's episode. And Goddess Rivera, how are you? Welcome to the show. <laughs> yes. So good to have Thanks you. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited. Y'all are fam bam. So we're kicking yes, it. Yes, it's uh, it's just a family affair today, people. Just a family affair. <laughs> we love it. We um love before it. we delve into it, we always like to kick off with the question of what um the term young influential means to you. Hmm. I love that question. You know, I also will say that young is a state of mind. That part. That part. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Right. Like, you know, I think that young influential, when I think about it, just off the top, it means continuously being in a state of being open to learn and listen and then drive impact. And that is you could be 70, you could be 12, you could, you know, I feel like being young and influential, that is a state of mind about constantly being aware of what you can learn and do and how you can grow and then how you can make an impact wherever you are, whether it's your family, your personal relationships, your career, the world, your industry. So I feel like no matter how old I am, I hope that I always will be young and influential. Come on with that perfect answer. We're done. That's it. We're done. But before we get into all the cool stuff that you are up to at Essence, take us back to 
childhood, like what magazines and content did you consume growing up that you were like, where you first saw yourself being represented? Oh my God. We're going to talk about baby guys. Oh my God. It was flying. Yes. <laughs> it was very similar to how I am now. I got a little bit more wisdom. You know, what's crazy is that no matter where I worked, no matter where I am now, no matter where I've been, if you had asked me this question at any time in my life, I would have said to you, Essence Magazine. I would have said that to me, Essence was sort of the first time that not only I saw Black women and the way they were so beautifully uh, just represented, but what I loved about Essence is the way that my mother and grandmother reacted to Essence. They were just really devouring these stories about career and finance. And it was speaking to them with people who looked like them and my aunts and my cousins and them. And so I think as a young girl, I remember just Essence being on my grandmother for sure, her her coffee table. I think some people had it. We had it in the bathroom. You know how it is. Like, <laughs> yes. the, the newest one on the coffee table, right? Then one making way to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. This before the phones, yes. people. Okay? This is the 80s. And so I think like that, it was just always this Bible. And, I, and as Essence was growing, I was watching my grandmother become, you know, an executive in her own right. Watching my mother, you know, uh, juggle parenthood and having a career. And there was no place to speak to black women who were going through these things in the in the 80s in the 90s and 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 I essence was always that place and so I think about I know it and, and in time of essence which we'll get into today the amazing docu series about the history of essence on own you you talk about what Susan Taylor meant as an editor in chief um and you know what Susan Taylor meant and did for essence and for black women I think was just so instrumentally important. And she was the reason that I wanted to work in media and, and, you know, have a career that I felt could impact um, my people. You know, I thought I would either work at Essence or start a magazine like it. So I have to give all the love to Essence. It's not even just because I'm there, but I also want to give a little bit of love to the Rolling Outs and the Honey magazines and Vibe as well. You know, I think we've been hearing about some comments from other publication, former EICs in music. And again, there's this constant sort of devaluing or otherizing of Black uh, artists, subjects, uh, creators, and especially Black women. And so you think about uh, what magazines like Vibe as well did, and shout out to them and the team there. I think it's just important. Um, Those were all really instrumental visuals and stories that were told um, in a way that really shaped me coming up. So no, I yes, I agree with that because I feel like growing up, like it was always like Ebony Essence and all those like on the coffee table and like whenever those different issues would come out, like I think of like the iconic Mary J. Blige, Beyonce one cover from was that like oh three? I think of like all those. Yes. just like <clears throat> that was such a that cover. It's just like growing up and seeing yeah. all those. That was just like the epitome of like black excellence, black culture, and like. Yeah kind of like the state of Black America and like what was going on. And I feel like exactly. it, to this day, it still is of kind of what people turn to and like the honor of just like even being on the cover or having your story featured in it is just still to this day a big deal. Exactly. And no matter just, you know, what I think is so beautiful about Essence and those those iconic covers, I, I saw a 
post recently, I believe it was Holly Robinson Pete, who was like, I've wanted this cover so bad, you know, at Essence. And and she was giving homage to an amazing uh, publicity um, strategist that she worked with for years. And it, it means something, you know? And so I think those were just, I don't think people realize it. It's, I'm talking about dating myself, like before the phones, before the social <laughs> media, the hairstyles that were on the cover, the the outfits that were on the cover. That's what we were buying when we were going back to school. And that's how we wanted our hair. Like that was, that was the way culture was stamped into the world. And Essence was just such a huge part of that, specifically for Black women. But what I loved about it, and we'll talk even about the evolution later, um, that I hope to continue with the legacy is that it provided such utility for Black women. As I mentioned about my own mom, who was juggling parenthood and, and a career, um, you know, and, and a white collar career that her parents had not done before, right? So it became this useful document as well that was not only representative, but it also was helpful for advice, for, you know, just other points of view that I think was just so instrumental to shaping uh, Black women and in, in the way that we move through the world and beyond. No, I, I couldn't agree more. And like kind of going further, like how did you kind of gain more like experience like in this like content realm? Like, did you do internships or like how did you educate yourself more on it? Yes, you know what's crazy? As man, we're talking about baby goddess. Okay, we like her. Super fly. She has- <laughs> we like her. She's the best. Listen, I don't remember what was hot back then, uh, in the late nineties. But you know, I think about my first internship was I, I actually ended up doing from the boogie down Bronx. I ended up doing high school, and um, my mother relocated back to South Carolina, where my grandparents are originally from, and we were sort of helping them. Um, retire. And I interned at a radio station called WJMZ. It was a hip hop R&B station in Greenville, South Carolina. Shout out to G Vegas, Sal Kakalaki. <laughs> and it was interesting because I knew always I was the, you know, editor in chief of my high school newspaper. And I knew that I wanted to go into the written word, but I think that was really interesting because I started to understand about how stories are put together and told in content. Now I'm, you know, 17, 18 years old on my way to college. So that was one of my first internships and it came in a, in a format that I probably wouldn't consider, but it forced me to sort of understand very early that there's different ways to package and, and connect with communities and then tell a story. And then fast forward later, you know, as I started my career in social media, which was its own form of content, right? On the agency side, I was able to be the, the young person in the room when a lot of <laughs> brands did not know what the, the meta was, Snapchat, nothing, nothing. <laughs> And so we were able to, I was able to sort of see how do you create a content story, create media to actually connect with audiences. And I took that with me and then really got to blow that out on the platform side during my years at Twitter, where you were able, we were able to really beautifully connect with audiences, both with what we created as a brand, integrating different diverse uh, audiences like Black Voices, shout out to Black Twitter, other amazing communities, LGBTQ+. And so we were able to not only create our own content as a brand to be able to tell a connected story that reflected so many communities, which was part of my role, but also make sure that we understood the content that our community was creating, right? What what are they saying? What is important to them? What are the behaviors that they're doing? So I've had an opportunity to really touch sort of storytelling across many different ways. And I'm really fortunate for that. And I feel like it really helps me sort of think differently and also um, bring something 
you know, maybe just a little bit different of the traditional experience in the role that I'm in now as chief content officer, but I've been around content media and storytelling my whole life. Um, and I'm just excited about the evolution that we're seeing in it. Yeah. I feel like with a lot of people, they don't realize where it's like, whenever you're working with content, you have to be in and of the community. Like you have to kind of yeah. have ears to the ground, but also know like, okay, this is what's going on. So this is the type of content that if we're going to produce it, that our people in their community would want to hear from and want to see. And like, you just have to constantly like be in it. You can't just be like, oh, this is what they need to do. But it's like, you have to be able to like hear and have active listening. Yes. I used to always say like, it's, I can't be looking in the fishbowl. I got to be swimming in there with my people. Like I got to be in the water, <laughs> swimming around. Like I'm not on the outside looking in. And I think, you know, during my years in the agencies, that was a really big hurdle for me to try to get a lot of our strategy teams to understand is that this is not an outside. <laughs> this is not something you're looking at outside. And if you feel that you don't understand the experience, how are you going to jump in that fishbowl? How are we going to do that? I remember even thinking about is dinner parties, you know, with the, in the community, intra-community dinner parties, something, sitting at a table, breaking bread with people. What's the way that we can understand groups that we don't feel like we under, that we understand enough about so that when we go to market with something that's supposed to speak to them, it's representative. And so I think, you know, sometimes the sim most simplest answer is really just, as you mentioned, just digging in and getting to know the community and then being consistent. Don't just drop mm -hmm. in and then leave. How do you stay connected? Um, that's something I'm really passionate about. No, consistency is key. Like, you have to be. Um, but now, like, leading into, like, your role now, walk us through, like, what is, like, your current role at Essence? And, like, for those who aren't as familiar, can you give us, like, a little bit of background on, like, what Essence is? And yeah, that? yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. So I am the chief content officer at Essence Ventures. And so Essence Ventures is sort of a, a digital and, and print media conglomerate. So we're made up of, as we've opened the call, <laughs> talking about the amazing uh, and uh legacy uh, magazine, Essence Magazine, Essence Communications. Um, and that also is inclusive of many of the uh, brands that Essence has launched in the years, like Essence Festival of Culture. You may have seen that in a movie called Girls Trip. Um, very um, going into its 30th year, um, Essence uh, Festival of Culture. And then there's also other brands uh, that are also incredible as well. The Afropunk brand as well, which has an amazing following, celebrating all the um, and then also we have BeautyCon, which just relaunched in LA uh, this past weekend. I'm, I think I'm just back on East Coast time. <laughs> I was a little jet lagged there. I'm like, that three hours is me doing there. it. So yeah, I don't know. <laughs> You think it would be, you think you'd be like, all right, but it's like once you're there a couple of days. Um, but it was great. It was amazing to relaunch that, and then also Essence Studios, which is sort of the programming and and video and um, visual video creator space for Essence, um, and that is where we were able to produce amazing shows in partnership uh, with different distribution partners like Time of Essence, which is the docu series that had just wrapped airing last Friday, a five part documentary about the history of Essence that we told in partnership with 51 Minds, the production uh, house, and was uh, distributed on OWN, Oprah Winfrey Network. And you can also check it out on Max as well. Yes. So, yeah. Um, I, I love that. Like, no, and what's one, one thing I really admire about Essence is like, since I got to go to the festival this year, and I'll get into it more, it's just like, there really is something for everybody there. Like, I feel like now looking at it in retrospect, whether you're a film person, a beauty guru, or just exactly. someone who 
just wants to know about brand insights and whatever. There's something for you that Essence There's has. There's something. And that is what what you're saying is exactly what drew me to this opportunity in this role. And, you know, in this role, I'm able to look at what is the story that we're telling connected across Essence Ventures, which there are amazing uh, things that we really want to double into things like equity, things like, um, you know, making economic empowerment and and black and brown communities across the globe. Um, And then there's also what we can do with each of these individual brands, each of them sort of speaking to different parts parts of communities, the ways that they connect with different communities. And so being in charge of sort of the collective content, how do we tell stories that represent the groups that these brands speak to and then collectively together? And then also, um, how are we making sure that we're driving impact and community through the stories that we tell? And so to me, being able to touch content, to be able to touch uh, social video and and the amazing groups that are under sort of my remit here, I think that we can do something really special. And that sort of touching so many different people across the spectrum um, of experience is what really drew me to a role like this. Uh, We talked about sort of my history in social media, history um, on the platform side, in advertising and marketing and in media in general. And I think that sort of all of that together um, is what uh, is what is excites me about this role. And what I really like is I feel like over the last 10 years, like we've kind of seen the evolution, like in regards to like not just Essence Magazine, but the content overall, like there's even more avenues. Like one of my favorite uh, ones is like Girls United. Like during the um, yes. during the festival, I got to sit on a few of the workshops at the Creator House and like just hearing the different conversations around whether it was school, whether it was like money management and stuff. Like I really like how looking back from like the last 10 years, like moving forward is just like how you all are reaching like younger generations and how attuned they are. Like, just like watching yes. and like seeing like the parents listen in on the conversations with like the money management and like uh, what is beauty and just all this stuff and just really seeing that intergenerational connectivity, not just with um, like the younger Gen Z, but also like across the parents and the other generations was just incredible. And I feel like that's something that you don't really see a lot with um, media companies or overall, just like how they're able to not just reach the new generations, but really kind of like pioneer and really bring everybody together. Yes, exactly. And I love GU. Shout out to Girls United, you know, and Girls United is sort of the Gen Z uh, brand under the Essence brand um, that serves a, a younger audience. And so I think about, you know, as I mentioned before, watching my mom, my grandmother read Essence magazine, and now knowing that there's something for, you know, the Gen Z, that the college, you know, student, even like the, the graduating high school student who can sort of pick up the the what the information that Essence has and the representation, but it's really tailored for them. And so I love that we've got so many different ways to sort of address different groups um, under the Essence Ventures brands. And that's what's exciting to me about some of the content that we're building. And then as you as you just mentioned, not only with content, but we can also bring these to life through experiences. And so that's something that Essence Festival of Culture does really well. You're able to sort of experience all of the different brands and the ways that they speak to communities through the content and then the IRL activations. And like another thing you guys do is your guys says social media. The captions always come through. Like how I don't even know. Like I don't even know where to start. Like how do you guys do like just perfection? Like it's always a caption where it's like references from like the nineties to like that everybody can yeah. get. Like how does that work with social strategy? If you guys kind of like doing it again, like that 
intergenerational connection where it's like not trying yeah. too hard to be hit, but like not too hard right. to like relate to like other to older generations. Like, how does that work? I think that goes back. To, that goes exactly back to what we were saying before about the fishbowl. Is like you have to be of the people. You know, you have to be totally immersed and just really totally immersed in what the culture wants and needs. And so all of us can kind of look at a post and be like, oh, like y'all, y'all, you know, like y'all tried it or you, you went too far or you sound like super robotic. And I think, you know, we have an amazing team, an amazing, uh, you know, uh, strategist with a voice and tone who just really has perfected that. And I, I, we're really grateful that, you know, they're, these are people who love the brand and love the culture. And so to them, it, it is they're able to really sort of strategize around who we are, what we want to be to the world and what the stories that we want to tell, but also making sure that it's in a tone that feels that it does connect with many of the different audiences that we serve. And so I think it's also great because like, you know, GU has its own sort of social presence as well, right? And so we can be a little bit more Gen Z there. And then on the essence, we can do that throwback mm -hmm. to the 90s, you know, as a lot of us sort of are spanning across those decades. And so really, or understanding how to reach our audience and making sure that they feel connected to us, that they know that um, this is the content and, and the place that they can trust and they can feel comfortable with. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey there, podcast fam. Are you ready to break free from the social media rut? Hold on to your hatch because we've got just a thing for you. Meet Viral Growth, your one-stop shop for leveling up your online presence. Whether you're a personal brain or a company, they've got the tools and know-how to take you to the next level. With Viral Growth, forget about those endless hours of video editing. They handle everything from brainstorming to polishing your content so you can just focus on being awesome. And guess what? We're hooking you up with a sweet deal. Use code ADWEEK for 10% off when you sign up. Ready to take your social media game to the next level? Head on over to viralgrowth.io and let's turn those digital dreams into a reality. And do you guys feel like you're leaning into like one platform or the other, over the others? Like I know like there's like Instagram and there's YouTube and like how do you guys kind of pick and focus of where the community, where you guys want to kind of like put the focus and energy on because there's so many platforms and it's hard to keep up with it's like so with TikTok so and it, like it's too much. So like, is there like a sweet spot that you guys do of kind of like balancing it or like how do you guys kind of focus? Yeah. And, you know, I think that also goes to sort of what you're what we're talking about. Right. And then what we're w which are the brands that we're speaking to. And so, 
you know, in launching BeautyCon this last weekend, and this is a relaunch from an, another a legacy brand that's now under the ownership of Essence Ventures. We want to be able to dig in and, and evolve even more. With that audience, we know that, you know, Instagram and TikTok are really, really places that we know that this audience lives, right? And so I think that thinking about the channels that make sense um, and then also the content that makes sense. And so even things like we have an amazing, awesome president and CEO, Ms. Caroline Wonga. She is an incredible speaker. Um, she's actually speaking this week. And so when we think about the ways that we're impacting the industry, right, that is something that may come to life on like a LinkedIn. And so what we do is think about content, think about our goals across each channel, and then make sure that we're showing up in places that make sense. Um, so also, you know, Essence has done uh, live shopping for some time on Pinterest, right? And so there's a million different ways to sort of think about this. And what we do is try and quarterly look at our goals and make sure that we're able to share and disseminate our content, right? Where does that, a lot of our content that does really well on, on Meta, right? And when we're talking about the stories that we write and that the editorial team is doing, that's the stuff that people want to sort of go through and feed and read. Our, you know, on the ground IRL activation stuff when you've got some of those quick reels and now fashion house is such a great time and fashion week was awesome that is that is a place where we come to life on instagram and instagram stories and reels so it's really sort of plugging and placing the brand the audience and then the content to make sure that we're in the right place and that's something that has to be optimized mm -hmm. continuously um, we can't get stale so you set out with a strategy and then continue to test and learn because i feel like a lot of times like people will be like oh place 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 they'll put the same video everywhere and it's like why are you putting a video about uh, what everybody, the what slang everybody's using on whatever on LinkedIn and you're putting yeah, please, no. uh, whatever, uh, <laughs> uh, get ready with me on, on Facebook. It's like, you have to, like you said, yeah, you like that's not, yeah, you know, just as yeah, so you, you're, you're absolutely right. Like get ready with me is TikTok and IG, you know, but, but a referral and article back to our site for folks to learn more and read more about different topics. That's definitely going to do great on Facebook or even, and then there's also, hate to say this about uh, my, my old stopping grounds, but then there's looking at what the platforms are doing for our communities or, you know, our communities safe on these platforms. So there's been different platforms that we've had to continue to take a look at the terms of service and the policies and say, do how much do we want to show up here? Do we want to pull back for a bit? Do we want to think about, you know, thinking at looking at other platforms? And so there's sort of a, a whole ecosystem of how we do this. And we've got an amazing team and I'm just very grateful to them for all the work that they put in because it's a it's a big undertaking. No, and you can you can definitely tell. And then that also <laughs> leads to my next one. I want to talk about Essence Festival of Culture and all of that. Like the way you guys showed up on social, I swear somebody would like be on stage or leave the stage and those posts would be <laughs> up like instantly. I'm like, wait, so and so was here? What? What was that? Like, talk us through like how the how that how the festival comes about because like you said you're turning 30 next year i'm hoping to see a destiny's child reunion <laughs> I'm, I'm, manifest, I'm manifesting that i'm putting that I out there it. i'm putting it out there <laughs> like kind of like walk us through of like what are some things like leading up to like this pivotal like milestone that you guys are like hoping people get out of it for like next year and kind of like what the purpose of purpose of the festival is yeah, you know, I, I will, um, I'll start with the purpose and we can get into some of sort of how we build. Um, 
you know, that the purpose of the Essence Festival of Culture is to really ensure that, you know, we're doing a couple of things. One is that we're absolutely centering, uplifting, and amplifying the city of New Orleans, right? There, there is no, um, we call it EFOC, that's the acronym. There is no EFOC without New Orleans, and it will never not be in New Orleans. And I know there was one year that it was in Houston because of Hurricane Katrina, and that was an act of God that, you know, I know it was a tough year, but that that is really important to us is that we're pouring into that city because it's so, it's the heartbeat of who the festival is. And there's other touch points that we'll be committing to, to make sure that we are showing up in the city outside of just um, the 4th of July weekend. We want to make sure that this is a, a year-long commitment. Um, that's from an editorial side, from experiential side. And so that's one of the things that's really important to us. Um, the other thing that's really important is, as you mentioned, is that we started talking about sort of how there's something for everyone there. You know, um, last year we were able to show up across all the Essence Ventures brands. Um, and I think what we want people to do is really sort of take in and curate, and we will be helping to do this well, but curate your experience. You mentioned there's a whole film festival. There is an author's corner. There's a in his zone for men. You know, a lot of people saw girls trip, right? <laughs> but then I realized there's a whole, yeah. there's a whole experience for men. There's a wellness house about health and wellness. And there's a lot of, of course, conversations in the convention center. There's amazing concerts in the Superdome. So I think what we would love to do is you know, I actually wrote an op-ed about how we are embracing the spectrum of Blackness, right? There, there I think, has this is almost this 30 years, so it's a huge year for us next year. Um, and we want people to know that we are fully em- embracing the spectrum of Blackness. And this is intentional um, for us to ensure that we are making sure that we're representative from our, you know, our musical guests to the conversations that we have on stage to the different activations and then making sure that folks can curate the experience that they need. So to me, if somebody is uh, 19, they can come and curate an amazing experience. If somebody has been gone almost all of the 30 years and they're in their 16, they're sitting in their 60s now. Um, and so I think that is what we want. So we want people to be able to curate that experience and we want to make sure that we're bringing something that is great for everyone. And that is also inclusive. I talk about intra-community inclusivity a lot because sometimes we even put barriers up in our own community and we should not. And we want to make sure that our, our activations and content um, reflect that for Essence Festival of Culture. So I'm really excited. I mean, like 30, like, oh my God, I feel like my 30th birthday party was that. So I, you can only imagine. I, I, I don't know what you guys have up your sleeve, but that's one thing I'm manifesting. I want a Destiny's Child reunion. So that's what I'm manifesting. Okay, I like it, I like it. But that is true. Like, I feel like that is one thing. And like, um, I know when I was there with like, um, this year with like my friends and family, like, I would be off doing like one of the like workshops and master classes at the film festival aspect. And I had friends who were doing like a lot of the wellness stuff. And then we would all meet up maybe at the creator house and do that. Like, I feel like it is true. Like every, there is something for everybody. And like when it comes to blackness and being a person of color and that each of the different spaces felt safe. Like I felt like a lot of times like people, other like different aspects and conversations aren't welcomed in all aspects in every space. But I felt like, rather different discussions like everybody was kind of able to open and listen and hear not just like here to respond but like here to actually understand what some of the teens and some of the elders and everybody was like kind of saying about various topics in each of the different spaces and truly want to help and network and help each 
each other wherever step of the phase they were. Like I remember in one of the classes, this one person was like, oh yeah, I'm in New York. I did this, but you know, I got laid off and whatever, whatever. And one of the showrunners yeah. was like, hey, like connect with me. Cause I remember I had the friend who just, it was just, it felt like everybody was just like, where are you? Like and family. let me meet you where you are to help actually build yes. you and like elevate you, which is really cool. I love it. I, I love that you had the experience and that's exactly it. You know, it's, it's this opportunity for connection and for celebration, right, of joy. And and I think that that's so beautiful, but there's also an awesome opportunity for just opening your mind to different perspectives, to educating yourself about different things. I remember I, I got some good, like, real estate advice from Rick Ross. <laughs> like, oh, and I was like, yes, I didn't you know. I wouldn't have put that like on my bingo card, but like, you know, that was, but it was great to see people who we know, even in different spaces who come to Essence and can provide different insight or experiences that really can help our audiences or, or, you know, uh, help people think about things in a different way. And so that is what I think you will see that. And you'll really see our brands come through strong. We talk about beauty con, we talk about the beauty rebels and really sort of turning beauty on its head and, and pushing towards folks who have been pushed to the margins when it comes to what is beautiful and who is who is sort of having the, the loudest voice in the beauty space. And Afropunk is always about the alternative to anything, the alternative to the rules, alternative to the way things have been. Um, and you see so many different types of people and conversations on those stages and in that sort of experience. Um, and then, as you mentioned, the film festival, um, Essence Studios really comes to life. And then all of the conversations that um, Essence really curates together. Um, and then those those Superdome experiences, it is just unlike anything else that you can experience. And, and I think a celebration is in order. I don't want to b- spoil it for you, <laughs> but in episode three um, of Time of Essence, you learn from the one of the co-founders of Essence Magazine how the Essence Festival of Culture actually started. And I think it's really interesting to, to just see how much we have grown, but how much things in society are still, we're still fighting for certain things, right? <laughs> and so I'm really proud that we have a space to continue to do that. Um, yeah, so I, I'm excited. So I don't want to spoil it for you, but everybody watch Time of Essence, you get to understand more about how the festival was created and why it's so important for us to continue to maintain it. And like another thing about the festival that I um, that I like is like the different brands that you guys had there, like the various ones, like you can tell like it, a lot of times when people throw events and stuff, they just want a brand to, you know, help offset cost or whatever. But you can tell that you all with all the brands that you all work with, that it is true alignment, that you all are on the same page with mission, inclusivity and representation. Yeah. Like I remember like going by like the For You by Tia booth in, uh, in the beauty con space and like various other brands that were there, like McDonald's and stuff. And it's like, these are brands and stuff that truly believe in the path community and truly raising the voice. And it, it just, it just like showed that like, okay, like they're not just talking about it, they're being about it. Like it's, everybody's right, on the right. same page when it comes to like, no, we're here for everybody and inclusivity. Right. I, I think you're absolutely right. And it, and I what I love about Essence Festival is that it puts brands on notice. Like, are y'all going to show up or are you going to show up? You know what I mean? Are you really saying that you're going to connect 
with these communities. And, you know, I know from being in that world, there's, there's campaigns and there's, there's dollars to be, you know, thrown at media and that's important, but what does it mean to actually activate on the ground and also ensure that you're continuing to connect with those communities? And that's why I love seeing our partners um, there at Essence Festival, because it is really like a true partnership and you have to be invested in actually connecting with this audience um, and remaining connected with them to, to activate there in a meaningful way. And, and that means a lot. So Come on down, <laughs> come on down, folks. We got space. Yes, because it's Whole so bunch true. Of always, million square feet. You'll always hear brands <laughs> who are like, "Oh yeah, we love supporting. We love the community." And then it's like we see them show up for that one one time a year, and then they like fall back. But it's places like this, like BeautyCon and Essence Fest and Afropunk, where it's like, "Okay, you say like you want to do this. Like, here's your chance. Here's your platform. Go for right. it to really show it off." And sometimes they'll be like, "Oh, I don't know," but like I feel like every whether it's BeautyCon, Essence Fest, or Afropunk, like the brands there that show up, they actually like want to be there. And it's like, they're showing you like, we're not just here once a year. Like this is how we are integrating it. 365. 365. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's, I know there's been a lot of conversation about it, but it is, it is really, I think disappointing sometimes to sit back and look at the difference, the, the, the chatter around 2020, was was quite loud about commitments and and what folks were willing to do for different communities and then now to sort of see that wane in some respects but there are brands who were committed to creating um, a, a meaningful relationship and I think that's important and what I also love about Essence Ventures is that you know as I mentioned the different audiences you know at Essence. Uh, communications and the Essence Magazine, we are focused on really uplifting the Black woman, right? As the CEO of Home Culture Community, as, as our awesome president CEO, Caroline Wonga, will say. And then as an Afropunk, you know, really that sort of like alternative, the alt lifestyle to everything, to rules, to barriers, to binaries, all of that. And then at BeautyCon, we get an opportunity to even push further and open the apex of who, you know, who could that be? Um, and not even just focusing on Black women, but opening that up. Who are the folks who have all folks who have been pushed to the margins of what is beautiful, what who can have a voice in that space, making sure it's intersectional voices, people with disabilities, people, um, you know, from our Asian, from the Latinidad community, and of course, some of the Black community as well. So it really sort of opens an apex for us to be able to reach communities in so many different ways across all of the the properties that um, we have under our umbrella, which is what's exciting about to me about all of this. And now that brings me to my last question, like what advice do you have for people who are listening? They're like, oh, God is, I love that, that you do all, that you guys do all this and you guys do all that. Um, but we don't know how to show up for communities and like show representation. Like what advice would you have for them who want to show up to places like Essence Fest and BeautyCon but say they don't really know how to like relate to people and kind of give space to those who are usually sometimes voiceless. Mm. I would say um, I'm usually very tough. <laughs> on this I'm, I'm going to keep it 100. Do. Because what does that mean is the first thing I would say. I would say oh, there's many ways to learn and understand more and engage with communities. Most of the time when people say things like that to me, and I'm going to say right now, I'm going to pretend that the folks who were saying that are like in, you know, decision makers at brands or folks that, right, who are, who are deciding to do that. And then we can talk about individual folks. Um, I, I would say that that's, 
there's there's no way it's possible that um, you you wouldn't know where to start because there's so many different ways that can, uh, people are telling you what they need and what they want. And there's a lot of ways to learn and listen. And so I think what I would say is first deciding what you're ready to commit to and the groups that you want to speak to, and then starting to do some listening. Listen, listen, listen. Reach out to communities. There's many partners. There's all types of different groups that you can actually connect with and and listen to to understand what they want. When I was building Twitter Voices, um, a program that really allowed us to connect with communities uh, globally that use Twitter that were marginalized across the world, I didn't make anything until I listened to them first. I think a lot of times, you know, and it was and there were parts that felt awkward or felt weird because I had to literally reach out to people one by one and say, hey, I see you talking about the experience of what it's like to be a, a black trans woman. I'd love to hear more about what that means as you use our platform. I'd love and people can say, no, I don't want to talk to you. I, I don't need to do that labor. And they're absolutely allowed to. But a lot of people will say, great, you know, I would love to tell you about this and that. And there's ways to look at other conversations that people have, especially with social. There's just so many ways to, to be actively listening in spaces where you can understand and then offer to make connections. And so I think about, uh, you know, being at Essence Ventures, we are a a conduit to this amazing community. You know, my uh, CEO always, Caroline always says she's a custodian of the the artifact of this community. So we are always looking for folks who want to come to us and understand more how to set up ways to connect, how to learn, and then how to actually drive impact. Because what we don't want is sort of that open uh, kind of, I want to learn about you to sell something mm-hmm. to you, but I don't want to actually do anything that's going to drive impact in your community or that's going to uh, switch some of the power structures that have been disenfranchising these groups for some time. And so I think that's the one thing I'll say to corporations is that like, I don't want to hear that anymore. <laughs> I'm just, you know, I don't want to hear it. I don't like this is there's a million ways today, right now, this moment that you can start listening to and understanding how to connect. We are here. Essence is here. Essence Ventures is here. Afropunk is here. Uh, Beautycon is here. Essence Studios. And so I think what we do is maintaining the empowerment of the stories and the perspective of our community. So we are open to being a conduit to how folks can better connect. If it's coming to life on Essence Festival, if it's underwriting a perspective series um, for folks that are going through something that's related to whatever you know company or, or organization you're from, I think there's so many different ways. And that's one of the things I'm excited about is to really sort of connect how people can connect with this audience, but that it drives actual impact for the audience. This is not, this can't just be something that's empty or transactional. Um, And for individuals who may feel lost like that, I would say the same thing. Listen, listen first. You know, there was, I've been in roles where I did have to connect with folks that I didn't know as much about. I may not have known as many people personally. And I challenge myself every day to learn about these groups. Uh, I remember working on an amazing project we did reconnected with the native indigenous uh, community in the U.S. and Canada. And it was, I, I do absolutely have folks in my family and had a few friends who are from different nations, but I, I had, I wanted to make sure that we were serving the entire community. And I reached out to different groups to talk about how we could partner and learn to create an experience that, that felt right. And was, and was something that, um, you know, 
not only felt right, but was celebratory to this group, but also felt useful because what that group needed may not have been what another group needed when we talk to intersectional voices with disabilities. And so I look at the way that we approach this at Essence similarly. How are we making sure that we empower groups across the board, but how are we still listening? And in listening, our job and content and a, and a publisher is to make sure that their voices are also heard. And so that's something that I'm really challenging myself with is making sure that the stories and and experiences and perspectives of different folks are on front and center, um, especially in a, in a time where we are right now. I can't imagine in a hundred years if somebody says, oh yeah, they were trying to, you know, say that black history didn't matter and nobody said anything. People just kind of just were like, oh, that's not great and didn't say anything. Right. So, right. Right. <laughs> it's, getting, it's getting crazy out here. It's getting crazy out here, folks. So I think like, it is imperative, and I felt the timeliness of this when, you know, Rachel Dennis and Caroline approached me about the role, is that we need to make sure that our stories, our perspectives are, you know, front and center so that folks can't say they didn't know and they don't know where to find or they didn't realize. And then also that we can be a counter narrative to a lot of the things that are happening right now as folks sort of tussle over the power and the future of society in general. Um, and we see it a lot in, in the U.S. And then we're also seeing it play out globally. So um, I say do your research get to know somebody and don't be afraid and don't wait for people to do that work for you. No, because I, I agree because I feel like a lot of times people are like, oh yeah, I want to help. I want to do this. And they're not listening. Like someone's like, hey, when you do this, it's making me feel explicit. Like, well, that's not what I meant. That's not what I did. And it's like, okay, regardless of what your intentions were, listen to the person, let them tell you what you were doing wasn't helping or serving the community. And this is how you offended them. And this is how it could be better. Like you're saying you want right. to learn and do better, but you're like, on the defense and not even listening. You're just ready to argue the next point. <laughs> and I mean, and you know, and I think about the, the my role as a chief content officer, I really want to make sure that we are imploring and that we have an amazing audience, but just like really pushing forward that critical thinking and that like thinking about point of view, how do we ingest information now? What do, how do we break it down, whether we agree with it or not? How do we take what we need to understand from it and parse through it? And I want us to challenge ourselves to create content that does that and allows our audience to do that. Um, because I think we're just in, we're going into a time, we're in that time already where information is coming from so many different places. And, you know, Essence has been trusted for 53 years uh, as, as a magazine. And I want to continue that with the content that comes out of Essence Ventures um, to make sure that we can continue to be a trusted partner and we can prepare our audience for how to utilize, you know, digital spaces, take in critical information, understand what's happening across around the world and across the nation. And that is something that I'm challenging myself with because that is what allows you to do, be more informed when you're making those critiques or asking those questions, right? So that's something that's very important to me. No, oh, I love that. Drops mic done. That's a wrap. <laughs> but <clears throat> but goddess, thank you so much for dropping all this knowledge and just blessing our ears today. <laughs> I love y'all. You know that. You know that. Thank you for having me. I mean, just the support that, you know, you all have always given to me and my career and then, of course, to, to Essence Ventures. I'm, I'm so grateful and I, I love to see that partnership and that collaboration. So I'm always here. Yes. Know? And we can't wait to have you back. <laughs> yeah. I'll see you soon. Let's get on stage together. Do something fun. Yes. <laughs> wow. How great was this episode? 
If you were like me, you probably took a lot of notes and have a lot of questions and comments. So if you do, feel free to add us at Adweek across Twitter, Instagram, all the social medias. And we'd love to hear from you all. And feel free to give us a rating on Apple Podcasts. That always helps us. And we can't wait to hear from you all and see you in the next episode. So bye, everybody. Thank you for listening to Young Influentials, part of the Adweek Podcast Network and ACAST Creator Network. This podcast was produced by Al Manorino, executive produced by Chris Aarons, and edited by Lane McGibney at Bountwell Studios. You can listen and subscribe to all Adweek's podcasts by visiting adweek.com slash podcasts. Stay updated on all things Adweek Podcast Network by following us on Twitter at Adweek Podcast. And if you have a question or suggestion for the show, send us an email at podcast at adweek.com. Hey there, podcast fam. Are you ready to break free from the social media rut? Hold on to your hatch because we've got just a thing for you. Meet Viral Growth, your one-stop shop for leveling up your online presence. Whether you're a personal brand or a company, they've got the tools and know-how to take you to the next level. With Viral Growth, forget about those endless hours of video editing. They handle everything from brainstorming to polishing your content so you can just focus on being awesome. And guess what? We're hooking you up with a sweet deal. Use code ADWEEK for 10% off when you sign up. Ready to take your social media game to the next level? Head on over to viralgrowth.io and let's turn those digital dreams into a reality. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.